0: Hey, podcast listeners, thank you very much for listening to the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating wherever you are enjoying this podcast. If it's on iTunes, it would be the world to me if you could leave me a rating, as well as on Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you are listening to this podcast. I highly appreciate it and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you very much. Hey everyone, welcome to Bike Shop Boyfriend episode 37. It also happens to be my new age. Uh, I had a birthday over the weekend. Uh, thank you to those of you who have reached out uh, during the small little break of Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast um, that I sort of fell into um, so if you came up to me in person and told me that you listened to the podcast, thank you tremendously. Um, if you reached out via digitally, uh, digital means, I should say, um, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I probably even said the same thing or gave you a heart emoji. Um, I'll I'll get into the reason why I took a small little break, but first uh on this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my birthday goals. I got a few as well as uh we had a recent giant ca- sorry, giant bicycle Canada Demo Day that came all the way from uh British Columbia to uh the prairies here in the center of uh, North America, Winnipeg. And uh Just uh, some thoughts on how that all went. And then also um, just some what's coming up here on the podcast. Uh, This is something of a uh, transitional podcast, as as they say in the biz. There's not much uh, news going on, so it's going to be a short and sweet one, I hope. So stay tuned. Here we go. right here we go so uh it's been a little while i am feeling super rusty with this particular uh podcast episode so if it does come off as that uh please forgive it's uh it's like a little bit of atrophy of being at ease with your own voice um so first up i had a birthday over the weekend so once and for all thank you very much for uh the birthday wishes highly appreciate it it was very low-key turning 37 is not much of a momentous year um i guess you know because the last one i had was 30 and so the next one coming up will be 40 and then i guess after that it'll be 50 and so on and so forth um but 37 you know it's nothing to shake a stick at. I'm happy to have made it this far and so far so good. All got my fingers and toes here. Um, So it's kind of like a new year for me and it's actually any birthday for anyone is I view it as a bit of a new year as for that person so with this another trip around the Sun uh, I've got some goals that I want to share with all of you uh, for the coming year so most of that's actually going to be to ride my bike Um, surprise surprise I work at a bike shop and me wanting to ride my bike is uh, a big goal Uh, so with that being said to complete 6,000 kilometers of riding this year um, It's going to be a bit of a task, and I'm a little bit behind in terms of my pacing to finish it for the year. However, um, I do sort of foresee uh, a few months of consecutive mega distances uh, while getting fit for uh, events that I've got coming up in the near future uh, towards the late part of the summer, I think. And uh, some of that is going to be on mixed road. Um, Total disclaimer, I am actually... Uh, one of the reasons for the hiatus is uh, that it kind of went into a little bit of a, uh, a missing gravel riding. Um, so I'm in a little bit of a funk and a bit of a blues, you know what I mean? And um, I have to admit, Manitoba doesn't have the scenic uh, panoramas that uh, North Dakota and the Badlands themselves actually had for that one event. Um, kind of spoiled myself or maybe even peaked before uh, the summer itself got started by going to do that event and um it's it's now hard to compete with that like everything else feels mediocre and if not uh just darn right disappointing so with that being said i'm gonna try and make the best of the situation i'm or the hand i'm dealt with anyways um and explore some of the mixed terrain and road surfaces that uh manitoba has to offer so with that being said i've got a new bike and so i should have some new goals to go with that so i'm hoping to ride that bike just a little bit more still have to refine the bike uh fit position a little bit um may have mentioned it previously in the podcast that uh it has a 175 millimeter crank arm length um leverage wise and power wise that might not mean anything however fit wise it does kind of mean something um if you have any kind of uh leg length disparity between your two legs and statistically speaking most of you will um there's gonna be possibly some saddle discomfort Uh, on one side of your sit bones. Now, I'm not suffering from any kind of saddle sore. I'm trying to find wood here to knock on. Here, bear with me. There we go. And um, so currently my saddle position, I feel like uh, my right leg is reaching just a touch too much. Um, On my road bike, I do ride with a 172.5 millimeter crank arm length. Um, That shorter length does sort of help me balance out my leg length issue um, it's not by much and I even think some shims could possibly even fix it but I do want to make this bike as comfortable as possible the gravel bike I should be saying um, also known as Beatrix if uh, if you're still paying attention uh, to previous podcasts And, uh, I do want to get it more dialed in, uh, in terms of its fit and also how it handles and such. So, um, that's one of the things as well as change out my wheels. The cassette is very much a no go for me. So I think, um, this off season is going to be a lot of expenditure into the bike, uh, to make it more what I want out of the bike, if that all makes sense. I'm still looking to do some bike packing uh, as one of my goals here. Um, just some overnight stuff. I don't want to go for long, extended periods of time. Mostly because I don't have uh, the time to do it. So that's something. Um, and I'll also count that as traveling. But I'd also like to see, actually, some of my international friends who have been on the podcast. I'm talking to you, Callum. And I'm also uh, wanting to see uh, other friends that I've... Uh, had multiple conversations with via instagram twitter uh social media platforms um there's so many great people out there that to just stay at home and only interact with them via fingertips Um, and they're riders as well so i kind of want to reach out maybe bring a bike maybe rent a bike who knows um but travel and go meet them uh and ride with them uh it's kind of like Why not? Right. Um, but also, uh, what else did I get here? Uh, on the tech side of things and on the podcast side of things, I do have goals for this podcast. Um, one of them is to get a, uh, recorder that is actually designated for kind of podcasting and for stereo sound. Um, now most of the podcast, actually the entire podcast to date has been recorded via anchor.fm's, uh, app meaning it's coming off of my iPhone, so the voice you're hearing right now is being recorded via the microphone in this iPhone. Now, what I want to do is uh, get a second recorder that I can actually set up possibly a lav mic to and actually clip it to my jersey uh, while I'm riding. Um, If you can think about the precariousness of trying to hold uh, your iPhone to your mouth so that way you can get some good sound, um, it's a little bit tricky, and also with a lav mic, um, it might cut down on some of the wind noise and I might be able to, well, I'll just be able to control the bike by having both hands on the handlebar uh, rather than one hand gripping a iPhone recording and trying to steer and navigate and uh, control a bicycle at possible high speed. Um, so having a second recorder is, I think, that's sort of one of the goals. I'm just going to say it's one of the goals. Um, getting caught up in gear and all that fun stuff. Uh, it's fun. It's like a daydream. It's fun to daydream. Um, but sometimes it's not even needed. Uh, I do enjoy, like, grinding it out with uh, with using just my iPhone. It's all right in my hands. It's very user-friendly. But I do aspire to doing a bit more with this podcast. Um that being said, uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I got going on for me. Um, yeah. So what do you got going on for your birthday? What What do you wish for when you blow out the candles and get a birthday wish? Oh, and by the way, if you're asking about cake, what kind of cake did I get? Um, my mom, she's uh, a genius. She made me an apple cheesecake. Um, so think of like a baked apple pie. But then instead of the crust that would be down below, uh, put a cheesecake underneath that. And so it's pretty much this layered apple, baked apple thing uh, with caramel, salted caramel sauce on top. Um, Yeah, I died a little. It was very good. It was very good. All right. On with the show. So you might be wondering why I'm uh, implementing uh, music into this episode. Hopefully it comes out this way. Um, heads up, I had every intention of having music uh, in the this particular episode of the podcast. Um, one of the reasons why I took a small little break was uh, from the podcast was not due to uh, excess of being terribly busy. Granted, I was. Um, but it was also... Just it felt external, uh, this pressure, and I'm about to explain why. Um, one of my uh media raconteur storytellers, um, heads up, this is going to be possibly a little deep. Um, but one of my heroes, uh, in the culinary world, uh, passed away. Prematurely, I would have to say, uh, due to suicide. Uh, and that would be Anthony Bourdain. Um, now, Uncle Tony, uh, years back um, and in my other life when I was uh, a bit of a younger man, uh, wrote a book called Kitchen Confidential. And uh, of course, if you were of the time to pick up that, uh, I picked up the book as a paperback and devoured it instantly Um, and he made me want to become a cook so much so that I quit uh, a well paying job to actually uh, make my bones as it were in the kitchen Um, did that for a solid 18 months Uh, learned so much met so many great people uh, met a few villains along the way Um, you fall in love you get your heart broken and you fall in love again it's Uh, It's an intense workplace, and I have to sort of thank uh, Anthony Bourdain's writing, um, his personality on TV. um, It affected me. Uh, And so with that being said, uh, his passing and sudden passing uh, just a week or two uh, before my birthday, um, it touched me. It really did. It did affect me. I felt very... uh, Gray cloudish. I didn't know, have a direction as to what to do. And so um, actually, even seeing uh, small interviews and clips of Anthony Bourdain um, when he's talking about uh, food or he's talking about people and how he interacts with them, uh, I can't help but get a little bit watery-eyed. Um, I haven't had a good cry in a long time, I would have to admit. And uh, Anthony Bourdain has gotten me the closest to that. Still haven't cried, probably should, but um, it truly sucks. And uh, my heart uh, breaks for his family that he's left behind. Um, his, uh, his daughter and uh, everyone who loved him, worked with him, uh, got to know him. My only and sole interaction with the guy was um, via Twitter where he liked one of my tweets. Um, it, so when, uh, just food for thought, when I think people like a tweet, sometimes, uh, the person on the other end, it can mean so much to them. So as a, a fan of his, and, uh, he was an inspiration in so many ways of how to live your life, um, on your own terms and how you go about it. Um, just not being a dick to people. Um, Yeah gonna miss him and uh yeah sort of took me to a place where i did not know how to express that on to the bike shop boyfriend podcast however um reading some of his articles and writings uh the the time for feeling down in the dumps about him being gone is over um i'm gonna miss him And I'm going to miss his wit, his insights, his storytelling, uh, his view of how he sees the world and the people therein, how we're not so different from one another. Um, Yeah, going to miss him lots. Um, So what's gotten me out of the little bit of a funk slash uh, depression I was in uh, is the fact that, um, yeah, I'm going to do what I can to make the podcast how anthony bourdain would have probably enjoyed it i'm gonna try and talk to more people uh i'm gonna try uh who ride a bike who don't ride a bike who eat food who don't eat food i hope everyone eats food to be honest um but cooks uh bike messengers i want to talk to everyone and anyone uh here on the bike shop boyfriend podcast um And there's really no overarching thesis to this podcast. I'm beginning to realize that Um, maybe it's lacking a bit of focus. But I'm hopefully going to give you the ins and outs of what it's like to be in a bike shop and how it sort of actually interacts with uh, a community and how it sort of informs how transport and transportation for a population and the public works. Um, But also, too, uh, I'm a human being. I love uh, this... I love social aspects of food. Um, I like sitting down to a counter at a ramen noodle house by myself and rubbing elbows with people that are there slurping noodles just like I am. Um, so, thank you, Anthony, for uh, for doing all that for me. Um, and if ever you're feeling down, uh, please reach out to me. Um, I don't. I'm not equipped to handle with uh, crisis situations, but uh, if you're going through any kind of blues and all that uh let me know you're not alone um we all kind of go through it and uh yeah it's it's not an easy life it's a hard one don't get me wrong but uh we're all in this together and we're all gonna make it to the end together so with that being said um oh there's a thunderstorm um yeah that's pretty much I'd let the segment run too long, but uh, those are my free form thoughts on uh, the passing of Anthony Bourdain. Thank you, uncle Tony. Much love. We'll miss you. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, this past week, we had Giant Demo Day come through, and uh, I have to admit, it was a pretty well-attended uh, event that the bike shop itself uh, hosted at Birdsell Park. Um, it's always a tremendous little spot there. There's some great fun trails and riding to be uh, had to test out uh, new bikes. Um, and also, big ups to my man, Dean, who drove across Canada to do this, um, he's all coming all the way from uh alberta but i think he had to go all the way to bc to go pick up the bikes um so he drove all the way from bc to uh, winnipeg to do this uh he made stops along the way just full disclosure there um but uh also slight uh, apologies to those that came out to the event and they uh didn't have the right size of bike uh there when you wanted to ride it um that's not the bike shop's fault and it's not giant's fault um to an extent it's kind of whatever they can manage to bring they bring um so with that being said it's uh definitely one of those like for next time like fingers crossed they do bring more size range uh something for the big guys and something for the little ones uh the medium guys tend to benefit the most because uh, they're the Goldilocks demographic of sizing for bikes. Um, so hopefully next time they'll bring, uh, you know, like a massive 53-foot trailer of bikes and uh, make everyone's bike testing uh, dreams come true there. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to everyone who uh, came out and checked that out. So uh, if you actually have any insights as to uh, how a demo day could be done better, Hit me up in the comments. I'd love to actually hear from you um, because I can always pass that information on to uh, the reps who are organizing this uh, for their brands. So this is actually a great opportunity for you to talk almost directly to the brands themselves. Cool? Hit me up. And also, we're beginning to uh, organize the prizes for our bike shop's uh, cyclocross event. So, we actually are kind of, I'm not gonna say we're late to the party on this one, but um, we're just kind of curious as to what you as a rider would like to receive as a prize. Um, we have lots of potential sponsors that we can reach out to and possibly get free swag for. Um, so I'm just very curious as to what you would like, um, whether it's like maybe a a prize for getting the whole shot or, uh, if you had an early registration or if, um, you podium or if you got fourth place, what have you, um, let me know in the comments actually here on anchor.fm, uh, what you would like to, uh, potentially receive as a prize. Uh, new bikes and uh you know like crazy stuff um you know we do look at that but we can't promise that we would do that as a prize if you get me um also the road rides are continuing uh on tuesdays a little ironic though uh my lower back i'm kind of going through a bit of back spasms right now um just due to the amount of uh, on the bike training that I'm doing as well as off the bike riding uh, that I'm trying to fit in as well. Uh, I think I'm kind of going through a slight imbalancing, uh, muscular imbalance uh, in my lower back and it's just causing some spasms. So therefore I'm like stretching it out and this and that, but I'm really enjoying this year's uh, road rides. However, um, not however, uh, I'm stoked actually for the other, the new faces that we got coming out to these rides. Um, it's always a bit of a breath of fresh air um meeting dave uh him just absolutely giddy and he's the first person i've ever seen super excited about being dropped before uh from a group um he he was quite emphatically excited about it um so much so that he's scheming now of how he can like sort of hang into the bunch and what techniques and tactics he can do uh and it's always kind of cool to see people who've never moved that fast in a group on a bike move that fast in a group on a bike. Um, additionally, also, uh, I'd like to thank also um, some triathletes who are actually joining us uh, this year. Uh, Stephanie, who uh, is doing like a triathlon often on the weekend. And then she's coming and te- using the Tuesday rides as uh, a bit of a recovery ride sort of situation so kudos to those folks who are coming out there um i'm actually finding that after five years of doing it i'm kind of not burnt out i'm just tired um it's a lot of the same views but it's the people that are coming out that actually totally make this ride on tuesdays totally worthwhile um so big thank you to each and every one of them um I've got some charity rides coming up in the late summer here that uh, I'm using the Tuesday night rides as uh, easy recovery rides or TSS fillers as I call them um, to make sure I'm like on task for my training plan Um, so they're motivating me as well as uh, if I'm motivating them uh, it's all hopefully of mutual benefit there so there's that. So there's going to be a little event uh, that's going to be taking place after the World Cup here, uh, and it's called the Tour de France. And um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's it's kind of a big thing for cyclists. Uh, it actually affects a lot more of the industry than people sort of recognize. Um, we see it in a bike shop sense in that a lot of our distribution kind of goes quiet for a good three weeks. Um, just cause there's no one in the office. Cause they're often covering for people that are actually there. Um, it's that big of a draw, uh, for a lot of the industry. So, uh, things kind of go radio silent, I would call it to getting orders filled and this and that. But one thing I am actually looking forward to two things, two things I'm really looking forward to is, um, the daily coverage from other, um, podcasts, uh, one that I really enjoy and I highly recommend you subscribe to is the cycling podcast, uh, presented by um i believe it's presented by rafa um not because i'm a rafa fanboy because i am i'm totally admitting that um but it's just really well balanced even takes about uh the cycling race scene um now for the grand tours they actually cover each day and with each day you kind of get a great insight if you watched it visually on tv through however you're watching it um via streams or pirated or uh pvr or legal cable means um you watch it and then if you listen to the episode you actually get a bit of a interesting behind the scenes slash well-rounded view of what's actually taking place um you kind of get to know the stories you kind of get a lit. you kind of get to know uh little bits of france um I'm really hoping they get Francois Tomazo, who was there last year, uh, to join the crew. Um, his insights are really great, and they did a water taste test that actually was pretty great uh, in terms of uh, podcast k- uh, content there. Um, and the second thing that I'm really actually enjo- uh, enjoy about the Tour de France is the new technologies that are going to be coming out. Now, I can't say for sure uh, this is going to be showing up and uh, to what capacity. Um, But Trek is going to be unveiling a a new bike, and um, if you've seen test shots of it, it's going to be pretty much a disc brake Madone. Um, So that's their aero road bike uh, for sprints, I would guess, um, for the discs. Um, July 1st, actually or July 1st or July 4th, one of those two dates, uh, officially the UCI has approved uh, the use of disc brakes in the Peloton. So that being said, um, it could affect actually tire selection, wheel choice, and all that. So that's actually one of the things that I'm actually going to be looking for is what kind of tire selection a lot of these guys are going to be using on their disc brake bikes. Um, Especially when it comes to the Perry roubaix section uh, stage that they're going to be going across as well as uh some new Jiro product there's rumors and rumblings uh taking place that there's going to be something coming out so keep your eyes peeled for that um personally I'm more excited about a new era apparent to the uh Jiro synth I'm actually quite a huge fan of that helmet um I do have some critiques about things that I would like to see in the helmet however um mainly a wraparound uh, acrylic so that way there's no marring of the uh, styrofoam underneath uh, the rim of the helmet, if that all makes sense, um, as well as possibly uh, a new shoe that would actually be really kind of cool to see. And then also cask. I always feel cask uh, kind of saves some of their road uh, helmet design for the Tour de France itself. Um, they came out with the Vertigo, um, helmet for last year which is their really open vented uh helmet that they're using uh for the hot stages um myself i'm a user of the cask protone uh helmet i love the helmet it's by far one of the most favorite i've had since uh wearing a helmet um my only caveat is uh i would love to see a mips anti-concussive membrane installed into that so that would actually even be a great addition to uh to a cask lineup um and lastly very quickly for the insights on tech here uh is going to be a sram 12 speed or shimano 12 speed um it's been heavily rumored it's going to be coming and uh i don't know any more than that i doubt they're going to try a prototype version of it for the tour de france just because uh it's not the best place to test new equipment um time to test equipment is actually often in the springtime uh, as well as the Giro, those are like the two events that a lot of guys will test new stuff on um, but it will be interesting to see, maybe there will be some cool shots or Shimano or SRAM's going to announce something or other um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, going to be how uh, the Tour de France is going to be going um, yeah, I'm just going to end that segment right there All right, folks, so this is going to be the last segment of this particular episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. Uh, I'm feeling like the rest is finally coming off uh, as I'm making my way through this episode. Um, I'm going to have some guests here on the podcast. I am just trying to fit the scheduling to get it all done for content purposes. Um, I'm going to have my buddy, uh, Matt, Matty, Um Matty Wake Thunder, as he likes to be known lately. Um, he's a bike career, and I'd love to get him on the podcast here. He's a f- funny, funny guy. Um, he makes me laugh tremendously. Um, I'm also hoping to get uh, one of the bike shop mechanics, possibly Jamie or even uh, Camo, again, uh, who was on the podcast previously, um, to possibly answer any mechanic questions you might have. Um, one thing that I do want to do is sort of represent the bike shop uh as it does exist and my bike shop does have quite the service section so it'd be great to get those guys uh to answer your questions that you might have so start sending them in uh shoot me up or hit me up on twitter uh with your questions um you can reach me at dustin wht uh that's on twitter or you can hit me up on instagram again dustin D U S T I N W H T. um those are my two handles that I respond to quickest. Um, love to hear from you. If you got questions for a mechanic uh, that they can answer for you, please feel free to hit me up. Uh, we're going to get those answered for you. And then also, too, uh, I'm hoping to have an interview with Carly. Uh, she is a somewhat semi-retired racer who might be racing again this summer so it's going to be kind of touch and go if uh, this interview is going to take place this summer but uh she's also a heck of a talented culinarian um she's got some serious baking chops uh she's i think she may have worked in a kitchen i don't know but uh i've got i've had the opportunity to actually try some of her baked goods i'm not into baked stuff and she kind of wowed me with um this rhubarbed baked uh square delicious okay my mouth is watering and it's uh yeah it's almost time to go to bed here so uh i'm just gonna cut it there for what uh carly has all done um but yeah it'd be great to get her on the episode and get her thoughts uh about bikes and stuff um that's also one thing that i'm trying to get more is uh the women's perspective of the bike industry and racing and all that fun stuff so um thank you for listening to the bike shop boyfriend podcast uh if you have any questions comments love to hear them hit me up in the comments section here on anchor.fm once again thanks for tuning in stay tuned for the next episode